Hello and welcome to What the F*** Just Happened Today, your essential guide to the daily shock and awe in national politics. I'm Joe Anditas. Let's get to it. It's Monday, December 11th, 2023. Welcome to Day 1056. Special Counsel Jack Smith urged the Supreme Court to immediately step in and decide whether Trump is immune from criminal prosecution for charges related to his efforts to subvert the 2020 election. In order to keep Trump's trial on track, which is scheduled to begin March 4th, Smith asked the court, Smith asked the court to take up the matter directly and skip over the appeals court process, which could take months to resolve. Smith wrote, The United States recognizes that this is an extraordinary request. This is an extraordinary case. He added, This case presents a fundamental question at the heart of our democracy, whether a former president is absolutely immune from federal prosecution for crimes committed while in office or is constitutionally protected from federal prosecution when he has been impeached but not convicted before the criminal proceedings begin. Trump has argued that he is absolutely immune from the criminal charges and that his actions were official acts as president. Earlier this month, U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin denied Trump's motion to dismiss his indictment on presidential immunity and constitutional grounds, prompting Trump to appeal and ask for the case to be put on hold. The Supreme Court is not required to take up the case, but if it does, any decision would be the first time in American history that the Supreme Court will have ruled on whether a former president can be prosecuted for actions taken while in office. Moving on, the United States vetoed a UN Security Council resolution demanding an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. It's the second time that the United States was the only opposing vote on a ceasefire resolution. The vote in the 15-member council was 13 to 1, with the United Kingdom abstaining. Deputy U.S. Ambassador to the UN Robert Wood said, We do not support calls for an immediate ceasefire. This would only plant the seeds for the next war because Hamas has no desire to see a durable peace, to see a two-state solution. He added that the resolution was imbalanced and detached from reality. Instead of voting for the resolution, the Biden administration urged Israel to do more to limit civilian casualties and to allow humanitarian aid into Gaza. Israel's military and bombing campaign has killed at least 17,000 people in Gaza, 70% of whom are women and children, and it's wounded more than 46,000, with nearly 85% of the 2.3 million people living in Gaza facing displacement, with nowhere safe to go. Back in the United States, the Texas Supreme Court temporarily blocked a pregnant woman from obtaining an emergency abortion. The court froze a lower court's ruling that would have allowed Kate Cox, who is 20 weeks pregnant, to obtain the procedure despite the state's strict abortion ban. Her unborn child was diagnosed with a fatal genetic condition, and carrying the pregnancy to term could jeopardize her health and her future fertility. As a result, a district court granted a temporary restraining order last week, allowing Cox to terminate her non-viable pregnancy under the narrow exceptions to the state's ban. But Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton petitioned the court and urged it to block her from obtaining the abortion, saying that if an abortion was allowed, nothing can restore the unborn child's life that will be lost as a result. Paxton also threatened prosecution against anyone, including hospitals and doctors, who facilitate the abortion. The Center for Reproductive Rights called Paxton's court filing stunning in its disregard for Ms. Cox's life, fertility, and the rule of law. The Texas Supreme Court, which consists of all Republicans, 
said that without regards to the merits of the arguments on either side, it had issued an administrative stay to give itself time to issue a final ruling. The case is the first to seek a court-ordered exception since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year, and Cox, meanwhile, left the state for the procedure instead of waiting for the court to issue a ruling. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court declined to hear a case challenging a ban on conversion therapy designed to protect LGBTQ youth. The court's decision leaves Washington state's law intact, as well as similar restrictions in 20 other states, all of which have banned the practice of attempting to change an LGBTQ child's sexual orientation or gender identity through mental health counseling. A Christian marriage and family counselor and advocate for conversion therapy had challenged the law claiming it violates his First Amendment right to free speech by censoring his conversations with clients. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the ban, arguing the state has the power to regulate the safety of medical treatments. Moving on, a federal judge banned the federal government from separating families at the U.S. southern border for eight years, saying that the separation of thousands of families represents one of the most shameful chapters in the history of our country. The decision came as part of a settlement between families who were separated under the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy and the Justice Department. From 2017 to 2018, the Trump administration separated more than 5,000 children from their parents with no plan for reuniting the families. An estimated 1,000 children still remain separated from their families. And finally, the head of the OPEC oil cartel directed the group's members to reject any text or formula that targets the continued production and sales of gas, oil, and coal rather than emissions. The Secretary General of OPEC warned members ahead of the UN Climate Summit, COP28, that there are politically motivated campaigns against oil-rich nations that put our people's prosperity and future at risk adding that pressure against fossil fuels may reach a tipping point with irreversible consequences. More than 100 countries came to COP28 supporting a call to phase out fossil fuels, but countries like Saudi Arabia, the world's leading exporter of oil, have rejected any climate deal that even mentions fossil fuels. Any agreement accepted at the climate summit must be unanimously endorsed by all 198 governments that are participating. Meanwhile, the Sultan of the UAE and CEO of the UAE's national oil company, who is leading the COP28 negotiations, released the draft agreement. It removed language to phase out fossil fuels and instead used watered-down language that merely suggested countries could reduce their use and consumption and production of oil, coal, and gas, which are the main drivers of the climate crisis. Al Gore, meanwhile, said the UN Climate Summit is on the verge of complete failure adding, the world desperately needs to phase out fossil fuels as quickly as possible, but this obsequious draft reads as if OPEC dictated it word for word. It is even worse than many had feared. That's all for now. You can find the links and sources for all of these stories on the main website. And as always, visit whatthefuckjusthappentoday.com for the latest news and headlines. Until next time, I'm Joe Anditas. 